This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. I love the lyric of that song when it speaks about being God's children and that we're no longer slaves to fear, that we don't have to let fear hold us back. And yet, I think the reality is that fear is still very much a part of our lives and of our story. And And today we're wrapping up the series, The Impossible, and we're going to wrestle with this idea of fear. The series that we've been in the last couple of weeks, taking a look at how we can move forward in life, even in the face of what seems impossible, when Jesus is at work in our stories. And and I don't know if you've ever experienced those moments in life where you've stepped up to something that just felt like it was so much bigger than you, it felt like it was beyond you, and, and as you took a step toward it, you just, you felt yourself kind of just trembling like a leaf because the fear was very real. Years ago, our family was on a road trip across Canada and we spent a whole day in the Toronto area and we went to Canada's Wonderland. And this is like a giant amusement park that we got to go to and it has huge epic rides. And what I was so excited about going for this time is All of us were tall enough to go on the rides together. And so our youngest girl, Brooklyn, she was maybe about nine years old at the time, was finally tall enough to do these big rides. And and one of the rides that they have there is this ride called Leviathan. And it's huge, immense, epic ride, almost three minutes long. And, And we walked up to Leviathan and we took a look at it. And it's just this massive complex. And we're hearing people screaming and the rush of the ride as it goes by. And and I look at my youngest daughter, Brooklyn, and I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just get in the line and we'll walk our way to the front and see how we're feeling as we do it. And, and as we're in the line, we can watch as the ride starts and it does this huge inc- incline start, just click, 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 click all the way to this top and then this massive drop. And the drop is right by where we're standing in line. So we're just hearing people scream as they fly past us. And she's getting more and more nervous as we get closer to the front of the line and And I remember as we get there to the very front and we're going to be able to sit in the very front of the roller coaster, I look at her and I'm like, are you ready? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And and I just put my hand on the small of her back to comfort her and I could feel her heart thumping in her chest. I felt like it was about to explode out of her rib cage. And she was so scared. And that's how life can feel so much. Like, like there's fear when we're stepping towards things that are so much bigger than us. And, and that fear that we experience, I mean, that's normal. That's a part of life. Man, I think especially right now, there's so much fear that we can be experiencing as we're navigating the realities of COVID. Like, like fear over our health or the health of people around us, that fear is very real. Or fear about our future, like how long will this last? Are we going to make it through this fear about our economy and and our own financial situations right now. And, and there are a lot of things in our lives that can cause fear. And, and yet if we're not careful, those fears can actually hold us back from our future. They, they can hold us back from the adventure that's right in front of us. Just like that fear that Brooklyn was wrestling with was potentially going to hold her back from stepping into this moment of adventure, this bigger moment of life right in front of her. And that fear can actually hold us back from stepping into a bigger life. And see, I think we, we, we have to recognize the reality that 
Jesus has a life for us. He wants to lead us into more. And, and we step into that bigger life, not when there is no fear. No, we, we actually step into that bigger life at the intersection of where our fears and our faith collide. Like where, where our fear of what's happening and what we're experiencing merges and mingles with our faith in Jesus as we're learning to trust him more and more. And, and in those moments, we can let our fears hold us back or we can take a step of faith and step into a bigger kind of life. And see, I think this is so true when it comes to following after Jesus, when it comes to following him into this life that he wants to lead us into, this life that he has for us. Jesus talks about what he came to do for us. He, he talks about this in John 10.10. 10. He actually contrasts what he came to do with what the enemy wants to do in our lives. And this is what Jesus says in John 10.10. 10. He says that the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And, and he's talking about Satan, the, this enemy who's at work in this world wanting to take us out of the game. And he is not on our side. He's wanting to destroy us, damage us, wreck us. Because he knows if he can hurt us and take us out of the game, he can hurt God. God who cares so much about us, so much so that he sent Jesus to bring us into life. And so Jesus contrasts himself. Hey, the thief wants to harm you. I've come to do good. And he says that my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So some translations will say that I've come to give you life, life to its fullest, that this is what Jesus wants for us, a, a bigger kind of life, a better kind of life. That's what he's come to lead us into. And, and you and I, we step into that life as we begin to follow Jesus. And we step more fully and deeper into that life as we continue following him. We, we, we step into that life when we believe in him. When we believe that he is who he says he is. and He can do for us what he said he can do for us. Rescue and restoration and new life. And, and we step more fully into that life when we continue believing him. When he talks to us about life. When we lean in and we listen and we trust Him with what He says about who we are and who God is and how life works and, and we adjust our life to what He has for us. May we step more fully into this life when we go wherever He leads us. When, when we go where He goes because He's the one leading us more fully into life. And I love that Jesus has life for us and he wants to lead us into more of that life. And yet just because he has life for us doesn't mean it won't be without fear to follow him. To step into a greater life, a bigger life with him doesn't mean that there won't be times where it's uncomfortable or scary. And sometimes it's that very step of faith that we take in following Jesus that leads us into moments that can freak us out in life. I mean, one, one of the first followers of Jesus experienced this in his own story, his own journey. Matt Matthew, one of the followers of Jesus, tells us about this in his account of the life of Jesus. And, and we read about this in Matthew chapter 14. We look at this epic step that Peter, one of the first followers of Jesus, takes. And, and this story follows up right after the story that Christy taught us about last week, where Jesus did this miraculous work and through his followers feeds these crowds of people and challenges their scarcity mindset and 
helps them discover that there is more for them to do when they trust him. And, and so right after this epic meal, Jesus sends his disciples on the boat to head across the lake and then he dismisses the crowds and he goes off to spend some time with God, to spend some time in prayer. And, and then it's time for him to catch up, but it's late. His disciples are in the middle of the lake. Not a problem if you're Jesus, apparently. This is what Matthew tells us happens. It says that meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. Okay, so you know the storm is an intense storm that they're caught up in when they're struggling with the boat because some of these guys were seasoned fishermen and they're having a hard time navigating the situation. And so they're struggling in the middle of the storm and we're told that at about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. And I love how Matthew just kind of tells us this in the story, just kind of matter-of-factly, like, yeah, this, this is not a problem for Jesus. Jesus is able to do the incredible things because of who he is. And, and yet the disciples aren't used to this. This is not a normal occurrence with him. And so we're told that when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. And in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost! Which, can you blame them? They've never seen this before. They didn't know Jesus could do this. And suddenly they're in the storm and someone, something's walking towards them. And yet Jesus told them at once, hey, don't be afraid. Take courage. He said, I'm here. Hey, it's me. It's going to be okay. I'm walking towards you. I'm going to join you in just a minute. And, And then Peter called out to him. And I love Peter. If you read through the life of Jesus and his first followers, Peter's one of those guys that gives me hope as a follower of Jesus. Because Peter's the guy that's always putting his foot in his mouth, always stumbling around, always seemingly getting it wrong. And yet Jesus loves him and continues working in his life. And man, that gives me hope. And so here's Peter. Jesus is there saying, hey, it's me. Don't worry. And this is Peter's response. He says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. I'm like, what? What is he thinking? Like, what a crazy thing to ask. And yet what's Surprising to me in this moment is what Jesus says. Jesus doesn't say, oh no, Peter, this isn't for you. Jesus says, yes, come. All right, Peter, you want to be with me? You want to be where I am? All right, come and walk with me on the water. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water with Jesus toward him. This is an incredible, I mean, talk about stepping into a moment where there's fear all around you, yet taking a step of faith and experiencing something extraordinary. And so Peter takes the step of faith, steps into a bigger moment, and begins to walk on water. Now we don't know how long this lasted because it doesn't take Peter very long to get out into that middle of the storm and he shifts his focus from Jesus onto the storm and begins to freak out. And this is what we're told that but when he, when Peter saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. And save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. He says, oh, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Like, Peter, we were tracking with each other. This is the moment you lost faith in that moment. Ah, we were there. And then when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. So they get back in the boat, both Peter and Jesus, with the rest of the disciples, and suddenly the storm is over. And we're told that the disciples, they worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. They're suddenly seeing Jesus in a greater light than they'd fully seen him before. And they're like, whoa, Jesus, you're the real deal. And this is such a crazy story as I, as I reflect on it. And, and one of the things that I just have to ask as I think about the story is, what was Peter thinking? 
I mean, why does he get out of the boat? And can you imagine what the others were thinking in this moment? When Peter's like, hey, Lord, that's you. And Jesus like, yeah, and they see him climbing out of the boat. I mean, they've got to be thinking, this is going to go horribly. Like, there goes Peter being crazy Peter again. And so what's Peter thinking in this moment? Well, well, see, this is not the first time they'd all been in a storm together. Earlier in Matthew's account of the life of Jesus, he tells us another story of a time they're all in a storm in Matthew 8. That, that again, they get in the, the boat and they're all in the boat together. This time Jesus is with them and they get out in the middle of the lake and a storm hits again and it's crazy and they're freaking out. And, and here's Jesus asleep in the boat just trying to catch up on some sleep. And, and they're all in a panic with the storm. And, and the disciples come to him and they grab him and they say, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care about us? And, and Jesus wakes up and it's almost like he's kind of annoyed. Like, really, this is the problem? And, and they're saying, don't you care about us? And Jesus says, be quiet, be still. And yet he's not talking to his disciples. He's talking to the storm and it listens to him. <laughs> and again, we're told that the disciples were amazed. And they're like, who is this? Even the winds and the waves listen to him. See, see they've been in a storm like this together, but this time it's different. This time, Jesus isn't in the boat with them. He's out in the storm. And I'm thinking that maybe Peter's thinking, hey, it's actually better to be out in the storm with Jesus than to be in the boat without him. But whatever the reason, Only one guy gets out of the boat. Only one guy gets to walk on water. Only one guy takes an epic step of faith and experiences a greater moment, a bigger life in this moment. And and so I think maybe the better question to ask isn't why does Peter get out of the boat? I mean, maybe the better question to ask is why do the others stay in the boat if Jesus isn't in it with them? And I think at one level we could say, well, Peter gets out of the boat because Jesus calls him to come to him. Jesus didn't call the others to come out of the boat. So, of course, Peter gets to have this experience. Of course, Peter gets to walk on water. Jesus called him. He didn't call the others. I mean, have you ever felt like that sometimes in your journey? Like if you're a follower of Jesus, that sometimes you can look around at what he seems to be doing in other people's lives, and it just seems like he's doing incredible things with them, but not always with you. It's like, Jesus, why are they experiencing this breakthrough in their story? Why, why do they get to step into these incredible opportunities of walking with other people and helping others? How, how come you're not showing up in my story? It sometimes can feel like that, right? Like, why is this? Why does Jesus call Peter out of the boat, but not the others? And yet, do you remember why Jesus called Peter out of the boat? Jesus calls Peter out of the boat because Peter asked him to. Lord, if that's you, tell me to come to you out on the water. And Jesus responds to Peter's request and calls him to him. Can we just get honest for a couple moments here with each other? That that if you're maybe in that place where it doesn't seem like Jesus is doing a whole lot in your story right now, that, that maybe part of the reason why is Part of the reason why it doesn't seem like Jesus is doing a whole lot is because you've not asked him to do something. You've not asked him to call you out into more of this life he has for you. Like maybe something that you need to wrestle with right now is 
Where are you settling for what's safe and comfortable instead of asking Jesus to call you into more? Because see, that boat that the disciples were in, that was safe. That was familiar. That was comfortable. Stepping out into the storm, that was not a safe experience. And yet, Peter asked and Jesus called. Maybe sometimes we're in that place because we're in that place where it doesn't feel like Jesus is doing a whole lot because we've chosen what's safe and comfortable instead of asking him to call us into more. Or maybe, maybe somewhere along the way in your journey, you did ask Jesus, Jesus, would you show up in my life? Would you do something great? Would you use me to do great things in, the li- in this life, in the life of people around me? And, and then Jesus began to call you into something, but what he was calling you into kind of freaked you out. Maybe it would have involved a, a significant change to your life, to the lifestyle you're currently living, or a change in geography or career or moving towards people that you don't really enjoy, but Jesus wanted to use you to do something in their story. And, and as you began to see what he was calling you into, you're like, no, no, this isn't for me. I, I don't want to get out of the boat. I'm not moving into that storm. And you see, I, I've been there in my story, thinking that somehow it's much safer to stay in the boat. But let me tell you, the boat's not safe. Not for our faith. Because if we choose to stay in the boat when Jesus wants to call us into something more, our faith isn't going to grow. Our faith is actually going to stagnate. It's going to grow cold. Our journey of following Jesus is going to get boring. And see, if you and I, if we want a bigger life, then we have to be willing to step into those places where our fears and our faith collide to ask Jesus to call us into something more. But oh my gosh, that's so scary to do that. It's so scary to ask him to challenge where we're comfortable today. See, so often this is how I tend to pray. Hey, hey Jesus, would you calm the storm and then I will come out to where you are. Jesus, would you calm the storm, make things easy, then I'll take that step. And yet what I think Jesus would want to say to, the, say to us is, no, 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 take a step. And then I will meet you in the midst of that storm. And you will see me do great things in your life. Just like he did with Peter when he took that step and walked on water. And see, I, I think it would be really easy for us to look at the story of Peter and actually see this as a, a story about Peter failing like he got out in the middle of that storm. He took his focus off of Jesus. He let the storm kind of determine what was going on and he freaked out and he began to sink. And yet, let's not forget something huge that happened in that moment for Peter. Peter walked on water. He stepped out into what Jesus called him to. And, and even though he began to freak out in the middle of the storm, he was with Jesus Because the second he freaked out, he said, Lord, save me. And where was Jesus? We're told that immediately Jesus grabbed a hold of him. That he was never in a space where Jesus wasn't with him the second he took that step of faith. And and so what if, what if it's actually better for our journey with Jesus to be freaking out in the midst of the storm we step into and be with him than to find ourselves without him in the safety of the boat. See, I think it's so much better to say, Jesus, this is freaking me out, but I want to be with you. And I love what Jesus says to Peter 
as he begins to freak out, taking that step of faith, he grabs a hold of him and then he says, Oh, Peter, why is your face so little? Why did you doubt me? You know who I am. You know what I'm capable of. Why, is, why did your faith get so small in this moment? And I think it's incredibly ironic that Jesus says to the guy that gets out of the boat, why is your faith so small? I mean, what's the implication for the guys who stayed in the boat? They probably didn't have any faith in that moment. And, and yet, I don't think this is an indictment by Jesus against Peter. If anything, I think Jesus is acknowledging the fact that, Peter, you had faith. And even though it got small for a moment, you still took a step and experienced something epic. And you got to see me show up with you in that moment. And it was that step of faith that Peter took, however small it may have been, that allowed him to step into a bigger life, an extraordinary moment with Jesus. And see, when Peter and Jesus climb back into that boat, Peter doesn't climb back into that boat with a sense of shame. Oh, I started to sink. No, you know what Peter gets to say? Hey, I walked on water. I stepped into a bigger moment. Jesus showed up in my story. And for the rest of his days, he gets to know that he walked on water, even though there was fear in that moment. See, when we're willing to take that step of faith, we step into a bigger moment despite the fears that are around us. (laughs) So there we are, standing at the front of the line, my hand on her back, feeling her heart pounding in her chest as she's freaking out about this ride. And I remember I looked down at her and I'm like, do you want to do this? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And and so I just said, hey, let's you and I, let's, let's be brave together. And so we got on this roller coaster, our family sitting across the four seats in the front. And I reach over and I hold her hand. It's just shaking, shaking in my palm. And we began to take off on the ride. And it just starts at descent. Click, 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 click. Going up hundreds of feet till we get to the top where it starts to curve. And because we're on the front of the roller coaster, the momentum hasn't shifted yet. So there's this moment where we get to the top and we look and see all around us. And suddenly we're looking straight down into this imminent drop. And it's freaky. And I look over at Brooklyn and she let go of my hand and she's doing this like, no, no. And I remember I grabbed her hand and I'm like, don't close your eyes. You don't want to miss this moment. And she's like, okay. (laughs) And then we drop down and it's like a rocket ship taking off, but going in the wrong direction. And the momentum of the gravity hits us. And Brooklyn gives this blood curdling scream that I think all of Toronto heard in that moment as she's shrieking in terror and we hit that first up incline and then the ride takes off and let me tell you somewhere on that two and a half minute ride her scream goes from sheer terror to absolute delight in this adventure that we stepped into together. And we got off of that roller coaster and we're all trembling because of the adrenaline and the fear. And I looked at her and she's like, I rode Leviathan. And I loved that moment for her because I wanted her to experience a bigger life. Just like Peter got to say, I walked on water because Jesus called him into something. He wanted wanted Peter to experience a bigger life despite the fear. And so in the midst of this crazy storm that we're all caught up in right now, in the midst of this storm called COVID where 
There's so much fear in the journey and the story around each of us. What are you asking Jesus to call you into right now? Because he has life for you. He has more that he wants to lead you into even in the midst of this storm. But you and I, we have to be willing to ask him, Lord, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, call me out to be with you. And then we got to be willing to take that step of faith despite the fear so we can step into a bigger life with him. And so maybe you need to ask Jesus to call you out into a life of greater generosity right now. Because it's so easy for us to just kind of want to hunker down and, and hold on to what we've got for fear that we'll run out of what the things that we need. And, and yet Jesus is always so generous to us. And maybe what he wants is for us to still practice generosity in our lives towards the people around us and our life as a church together. Listen, as a church, New Life, if we are going to make it through this season together, it's going to be our collective generosity funding the life of who we are as a church so that we're standing strong on the other side of this together. And yet, yet generosity that Jesus wants to call us into is so much more than simply our resources. A lot of times it's just our mental energy and our willingness to be there for other people. And yet there's times where life feels so thin. I know there's days where I'm struggling to get through the day and yet, Jesus, how do you want me to be generous towards other people? And so would you call me into that place where you want me to do good for others? Maybe for you it's reaching out and calling people, being there for them. This last week, Christy and I got the privilege of visiting with one of our community groups, the the Lazzarini group. We got to hang out with them this week. And it was so fun as we're sitting in their backyard, hearing the story of this group that's been together, supporting each other and walking together. And I'm like, Jesus, look at how you've called them out in this time to continue being church for each other. There's a generosity of spirit that they're experiencing that's life-giving to all of them because as Jesus has called them, they've listened and continued walking together in this time. But what do you need to ask Jesus to call you out to? Maybe it is generosity. Maybe it's a step of forgiveness in this season that he's going to call you into. As you're huddled tight with people, it's so easy for us to take missteps together, to step on each other's toes, to to get frustrated with people, to go on social media and think, you think what about what? And if there's ever a time where forgiveness is needed in our relationships with each other, it's right now. And yet forgiveness is a scary step because we hold on to those hurts sometimes, thinking that if we hold on to this, that's how we'll fix it. And yet maybe Jesus wants to call you into forgiveness where we're letting go and trusting Him. Trusting Him that even though it's scary to trust Him with forgiveness, forgiveness is what will free us in our relationships with one another. Or maybe what what you need to ask Jesus to call you out into in this moment is the opportunities to do something new He has for you. And maybe Jesus has been stirring in you and He's like, hey, I know it makes no sense in the middle of COVID, but I've got something new for you. It's time to shift gears. It's time to move into a new calling, a new career, a new location. I don't know what that will be for you, but if you would ask him, he'll show you. Jesus, wherever you're at out there, call me out to be with you. And watch what happens as he begins to call you into a bigger life. And see, it's in that place, it's in those places where our fears and our faith collide that we step into this bigger life. 
this life that he wants to lead us into, more of this life that Jesus came to give us, this rich and satisfying life, life to its fullest. And so though there may be fear in the journey, don't let the fear hold you back. Ask him to call you into more and then take that step of faith and watch what he has for you. Uh, so Jesus, would you work in us as your church in this time, in this time where so much is uncertain, so much feels limited, there's so much fear. Would you move in us? And would you give us ears to hear and eyes to see where you're at work in the world around us? And would you give us the courage to lean out over whatever boat we're in, see where you are and say, Jesus, call me out to be with you. And then give us the courage we need to take that step so we experience more of this life you have for us. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.